0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 307 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. And just one random thought to start today's show before we kind of dive into, you know, tonight's matchup against the Pittsburgh Penguins, as well as the latest updates with our Timmy Panarin, is that... The Rangers, in this recent two-game set in New Jersey against the Devils, uh, I think you know earlier in the season we were all kind of disappointed that the Rangers had gone 0-2 against the Devils. I think overall we feel like it's a team that the Rangers should typically beat. It's a team that the Rangers are quite simply just better than. But I wanted to just kind of share a stat. I meant to do this in the last episode, but there was so much to uh, cover, you know, coming out of a weekend where the Rangers played two games, one against the Devils, one against the Penguins. But in this recent two-game set, against the New Jersey Devils. Obviously, the Rangers won both games. They outscored the Devils in those two games by a final of 12-4. to So just kind of bask in the warm afterglow of that stat that was just awesome to see them just taking it to a team. that, Again, I think just a lot of us feel like the Rangers are superior, too. And, you know, unfortunately, they lose... To the Penguins, 5-1. to one. It's a game that I said in yesterday's episode, I'll say it again, I do think it was closer than the final score would indicate, but you just can't give up three goals in the span of 101 and live to tell about it. And I thought we could start today by giving you guys an update on Artemi Panarin, and unfortunately, the update is basically that there is not really any update. We're seemingly no closer to knowing whether Panarin is coming back, when he's going to come back, what the timetable is. When Panarin first requested a leave of absence from the Rangers, he asked for two weeks. And as of yesterday, Monday, those two weeks had ended. So when he first gave the two weeks, you know, we kind of did out the math. We figured out exactly how many games Artemi Panarin was going to miss if they stuck to the two week timetable and which game he would be returning for. And again, if you go by that timetable, uh, he would be back tonight, but I have not seen any indication that Artemi Panarin will be back in the Ranger lineup tonight. I haven't even seen any indication that he's in Pittsburgh, so it might not even be possible for him to play in this game at this point. I, I don't know that he could get there in time. I suppose if he catches a flight, he could. But yeah, I think right now all signs are pointing to Artemi Panarin missing this game. I really hope, obviously, that he comes back sooner rather than later. Rangers are in an absolute dogfight for a playoff spot. They're trying to chase down a couple of teams in front of them. They're in sixth place. The Penguins are in fourth place. This is a huge game for the Rangers tonight. We talked about how in the past past seasons, every division matchup is basically a four-point swing because there could be two points going to you or there could be two points going to your opponent. And that is even more true this season just because of how it's set up. Every single matchup is a division matchup, and the Rangers could really use Artemi Panarin, as we know, one of the greatest players in the world. And it's weird, because no one besides Andre Nazarov, who, as you guys probably remember, is Artemi Panarin's former coach in Russia, nobody besides Nazarov has made any accusations against Panarin, and... We've talked about how the timing of it was certainly very suspicious. Artemi Panarin speaks out against Vladimir Putin and in support of one of Putin's rivals in January. Then in February, all of a sudden, these accusations come out from Nazarov and nobody, none of his teammates uh, have backed up this story. The, supposed, the woman that he supposedly attacked has not come forward if this woman even exists, which, again, you know, it's a tricky situation for anybody covering this team because while it seems like this story is very fishy and certainly seems like it could be entirely made up, you don't want to go all in 100% and say that for sure simply because they are very serious accusations. But, you know, the thing that really kind of sucks about this, just to be very frank, is that Nazarov is clearly, if he made this whole thing up, which, again, seems more likely than not at this point, I think that's fair to say. We're not going to say 100%, but it seems more likely than not that Nazarov has made up these accusations. His goal here is to mess with Artemi Panarin and try to ruin his life and try to uh, force him to stop playing hockey because Panarin had the temerity to speak out against Vladimir Putin and... Again, the thing that really sucks here is that Nazarov has 100% succeeded in his mission. And I realize Artemi Panarin, he might, he's might he got relatives in Russia. He might very well be fearing for their lives and their safety. And he might feel like he has to, uh, you know, tend to that first. And, and family comes before hockey. I get that. But it just really, really is unfortunate that Nazarov has basically uh, succeeded in his mission here and has forced Artemi Panarin to take a leave of absence from hockey. So again, there aren't really any updates. Uh, We'll just keep our fingers crossed that everything gets sorted out and that Artemi Panarin can get back to this team sooner rather than later. I suppose maybe, uh, and I'm just speculating here, this is just me throwing out a little bit of an educated guess, but as far as when Artemi Panarin might rejoin the Rangers, I mean... Maybe it happens when this road trip is over. The Rangers, it could happen before then. I I should also point that out as well. It's possible maybe he comes back for this Thursday's matchup at the Boston Bruins. That's the Rangers' next game after tonight's matchup against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then also on Saturday, the Rangers will once again play the Bruins in Boston at 1 p.m. So that will be the end of the six-game road trip. And then next week, uh, the Rangers are home for a... Two-game homestand—a brief two-game homestand against the Philadelphia Flyers. They'll play the Flyers this Monday at seven and this Wednesday at seven thirty. So maybe that's when Panarin comes back. Maybe he comes back during the homestand on Monday the fifteenth, and uh, you know has the Garden crowd behind him. Hopefully, and again, that's all assuming that these accusations are complete BS from Andre Nazarov. But uh, he'd be back home in front of his uh, his home fans, and maybe they could give him a little bit of a support and a little bit of a lift. But we'll obviously keep our fingers crossed once again that Artemi Panarin gets back into this Ranger line up sooner rather than later, because they could certainly use him as uh, the playoff chase heats up here and we approach the season's midway point. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Winder often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Rangers, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It is hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it is all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and so as we all know, the Rangers are going to be back in action against the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh tonight, and here is your friendly reminder that the game will start at 6 p.m. rather than 7 p.m. tonight, so make all the adjustments you got to make. Uh, Maybe make an early dinner, eat between periods, do whatever you got to do. But uh, once again, just your friendly reminder that this game will indeed start at 6 p.m. rather than 7 p.m., and as far as the goalie matchup, we don't know 100% yet if it's going to be Alex Georgiev or Keith Kincaid in net for the Rangers, or I suppose even Igor Shosturkin. I haven't seen anything where he's been definitively ruled out for tonight. But one thing that I did just notice, and I actually retweeted it just a second ago, uh, our friend Vince Mercagliano tweeted out that Keith Kincaid is going to very soon be available for a Zoom call for you know the Ranger reporters. And so I, to me, that would indicate that... Kincaid is going to be in net tonight. I don't know. You know, if he wasn't going to start, I don't know really uh, what the point would be. I mean, I suppose, you know, it is a nice story. He did just play in his first NHL game since 2019 on Sunday against the Penguins and played very well. So, I mean, I suppose they could talk to him for that reason. But I feel like at this point, the smart money would probably be on Keith Kincaid tonight. I was kind of torn. It was 50-50 for me. But I think when you look at the overall performance of both goalies on Sunday, probably makes sense to go to Kincaid, especially when you consider that they're playing this this very same Pittsburgh Penguin team, uh, a team that chased Georgiev out of the game in the first period, and a team that uh, struggled to get the puck by Keith Kincaid. I know that they ended up scoring a couple of goals late in the third period, but there was one goal that, you know, beautiful cross-ice feed, and I don't think too many goalies in hockey are going to be able to stop that one. And the second one was just kind of a fluky goal, you know, it kind of got put back in front from behind the net, and looked like it went off of maybe Kincaid's pad and just kind of trickled in, just kind of a really weird goal there. But uh, yeah, either way, you know, going to be back to Keith Kincaid. I feel like once Dior Shesterkin comes back, we're not going to see too much of Kincaid. But it is nice knowing that you know, if anything happens to Igor Shosturkin, like what just happened, the injury, or anything happens to Alex Georgiev, and they have to miss any amount of time, it is nice knowing that the Rangers have another goalie in their system that does have NHL experience. Keith Kincaid is uh, now 31 years old. I believe this is uh, his seventh season in the NHL, and so nice to have a veteran. I'm sure once the expansion draft happens, they'll kind of dangle him uh, out there for the Seattle Kraken. If the Kraken do not pick him, and I don't really think that they would, but if they don't pick Keith Kincaid, then he's under contract for next season as well. And again, just nice organizational depth. Probably better to have somebody like Keith Kincaid ready rather than force somebody like, you know, a Tyler Wall, an Adam Huska, one of these guys in the pipeline that you might not necessarily, if you're the Rangers, think is ready to go yet. So I do like having Kincaid around, basically just a nice little safety net for the Rangers. But you know what? Maybe he can be more than that. We'll see what he can do uh, when he goes out there tonight. Maybe he turns on a great performance and uh, stakes his claim to getting a couple of games down the stretch. I mean, I don't think we want to go back to the three-goalie rotation, and I don't think we will. But if he plays well tonight, maybe you see Keith Kincaid get the odd start, you know, every once in a while. I mean, the Rangers are playing 16 games in 29 days right now, so if there's ever a time For a third goalie, maybe this is it. I mean, to me, you can still get through it pretty easily with two goalies, just kind of mixing and matching between Igor and Georgiev, assuming that they're both healthy. But it is nice to have that third option if you need it. Something else that I definitely want to keep an eye on in tonight's game, there was an incident at the end of Sunday's game between the Rangers and Penguins where Philip DiGiuseppe and Jankowski, they really wanted to fight each other at the end of this game. I mean, they were really trying to get at each other and the refs kind of stepped in. And I think they were basically just saying, you know what, this game's over, we're done here, we're not going to let you guys fight. Yada, yada. Um, you know, Philip Giuseppe. with him, it might be a case where he wants to make sure he stays in the lineup. I mean, that might be part of it, but I really don't think that was the reason why he wanted to fight Jankowski so bad at the end of this game. Basically, there was just a dust-up as the time expired, and I, it looked like Philip Giuseppe just really wanted to get a piece of Jankowski, maybe send a message to the Penguins, you know, hey, we're not going away. We'll be here on Tuesday. We're coming for you. But, uh, you know, we saw a fight earlier this season between Brett Howden and Kasperi Kapanen. They got into a fight... At the end of, I believe it was the first period, the Rangers had kind of a lackluster first period against the Penguins in that game in Madison Square Garden. And that was the first game after the whole Tony D'Angelo debacle. So I think Howden, if nothing else this season, maybe he gave his team a little bit of a spark there. Because as it turned out, that was the one game where the Rangers actually managed to beat the Penguins this season. As we mentioned yesterday, they're 1-2-2 against Pittsburgh Uh, so far this season. I don't know. I don't think there's really been a ton of bad blood this season between these teams. Not too many dust-ups. Certainly not on the same level as Rangers-Bruins. Every game between the Rangers and Bruins this season, it seems like it's just a powder keg waiting to explode. Uh, But we will see what happens tonight. You know, this is matchup number six between these two teams. And of course, there seems to be the possibility that maybe some bad blood builds over into tonight's game from Sunday's game. It was just two days ago where, uh, you know, the game ended with uh, quite the dust up there. Maybe Philip Giuseppe and Jankowski, maybe they find each other again. Maybe they drop the gloves and they get to fight proper in this one. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly uh, believable that at this point, you know, again, matchup number six. Rangers are probably tired of losing to this team. I'm sure the animosity is starting to build up a little bit. So we'll just have to wait and see uh, if there's any fisticuffs in tonight's game. But regardless of what happens, the Rangers need to come away with two points because, you know, they are still 6-3 and three in their last nine games are the Rangers. So I don't want to paint a picture like it's all doom and gloom here. But again, 1-2-2 two, and two against the Penguins this season despite having a lead in all five of those games. So they got to find a way to beat this team because, again, I think if the Rangers— if they're gonna make a push toward the playoffs and if they're gonna be in there near the end of the season, I feel like it's the Penguins that are gonna be one of the main teams that the Rangers are really neck and neck with. They might have to take that four spot away from a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, you know, if the Rangers lose again tonight and they drop to one, three, and two against the Penguins, then they've only got two games left against them, and it's really not looking good. And if they then subsequently miss the playoffs by one or two or three points and the Penguins get in, I mean, we don't have to look any further than this season series between the Rangers and Penguins. And that's true. You know, the Rangers and Penguins could both miss the playoffs. It's possible. But even if that's the case, we can still look at the fact that the Rangers really, really struggled against the Penguins and left a lot of points on the table. So huge, huge game tonight. Cannot understate it. The Rangers really need to find a way uh, to come away with two points here and preferably in regulation because we don't want the Penguins to get any points either. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Tuesdays on Locked On NHL, it is all about East Coast bias, as Locked On Sabres host Joe DiBiase and Mike DiStefano of Locked On Leafs take a look at the biggest stories in the Eastern Conference, from Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin to the defending champion Lightning, the up-and-coming Rangers, and everyone in between. Locked On NHL is the place to be for Eastern Conference intel every Tuesday. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so yesterday we talked a little bit about how the Rangers have something of a good problem right now, and of course that is the fact that they have... 13 forwards who are very deserving of being in the lineup on a nightly basis and only 12 spots for those 13 forwards. And we saw over the weekend, two guys who I think are very deserving of being on the ice, both have to be healthy scratches. On Saturday, it was Philip DiGiuseppe, and then on Sunday, it was Colin Blackwell. And so that kind of leads us into tonight's game. What do you do here? Is Blackwell a healthy scratch again? I don't think I would do that, especially considering that the Rangers uh, really struggled to score goals and struggled to create some scoring opportunities in this last game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. They only got one goal. Mika had scored about a minute and a half into the action, and they were shut down for 58 and a half consecutive minutes. So to me, especially with Panarin being out of the lineup, you need all the firepower you can get, and Colin Blackhole can definitely help you in that department. As can Julian Gauthier. Uh, he's played a lot better recently. We talked about this yesterday as well, but he's played some of his best hockey you know, over these last five, six games, however many you want to go back here. So I'm going to put both of them in the lineup. And Philip DiGiuseppe, you know, he He kind of has some unfinished business after the end of the last game, but I like the idea of him being out there, setting a tone. Ditto for Brandon Lemieux, so who does that leave us with? That leaves us with Brett Howden, and Brett Howden, I don't think he's ever been a healthy scratch for the Rangers, or at least not since he's cracked the lineup. I do know that he played all 70 Ranger regular season games last season, and this isn't going to be just like a mindless Brett Howden bashing session. You know, I have nothing against Brett Howden. Certainly, he's underwhelmed in his time as a Ranger, but... To me, this is the very simple fact. Take all the emotion out of it. Take all the uh, the Twitter hate that Brett Howden gets. Take that out of it as well. Brett Howden right now, of these 13 forwards, he's the 13th best option. And I realize he does do some good things. I mean, he... He's okay on the fourth line. I think he's a little bit tougher than maybe a lot of people give him credit for, and he is a very good penalty killer. Okay, he's a good penalty killer. Great. Fantastic. You know what? He's got all of two assists in 23 games this season. He seems basically incapable of helping the Rangers offensively. I know he's playing on the fourth line, but he hasn't done anything to really uh, earn a promotion up to the top nine, so... He's going to have to figure out on the fourth line if he wants to chip in offensively at some point. But also consider this, the Penguins' power play, you know, you think Penguins, you think Crosby, you think Malkin, you think Latang, all the usual suspects, Jake Gensel, you could throw him in there in recent seasons as well. You think they have all this firepower, and, and they're the team that they're just going to outscore you and overwhelm you, and if they get on a power play, look out. And... It's true to an extent, but not what you would think, because the Penguins' power play is only number 24 in the league this season. They have only converted on 16.9% of their man advantages, and so to me, Brett Howden, obviously his biggest strength for this Ranger team is his ability to kill penalties. That's not needed as much tonight as it would be against a team that's, you know, top five in the league in power play, that's absolutely lethal on the man advantage, and a team that draws a lot of penalties and gets a lot of opportunities. The Penguins have struggled on the power play, so you know what? Maybe the Rangers can stay out of the penalty box in general tonight. That would be nice. And if they do take a couple penalties, maybe just maybe this penalty kill unit can get the job done without Brett Howden. I I mean, I don't think the entire PK unit is going to completely fall apart if Brett Howden's on the ice. It might hurt them a little bit. I will give you that. That's fine. It, It might cause a little bit of a decrease in production. But the Rangers could very easily go into this game without Brett Howden have to kill off two or three or maybe even four power plays tonight. And they get the job done without him. And they just continue to roll on this penalty kill. And Again, beyond the penalty kill unit, what does Brett Howden have to offer this team right now for this for this game specifically tonight? I, I'm just looking at this game tonight because, again, we want some more firepower having only scored one goal against this team in the last game, and we want some toughness because that game got a little bit nasty at the end of the third period. So I think you want Lemieux out there to be a tone setter, and Philip Giuseppe again, strong four-checker, somebody who's going to work hard, and again, somebody who might have some unfinished business with Jankowski. I wouldn't be stunned if the two of them dropped the gloves tonight. You never know. Maybe they don't even cross paths all that often, but... Yeah, I mean, to me, it's kind of a no-brainer. It should be Brett Howden who's the healthy scratch. Now, do I think David Quinn is going to do that? No, I don't. I think we'll probably see Colin Blackwell be a healthy scratch again. Uh, maybe Phil Giuseppe. I don't It's hard. It's hard to know where they're going to go with it, and it is a difficult decision. I'm not trying to make it sound like, oh, just scratch Brett Howden and don't even think about it twice because, again, he does help on the penalty kill, but I don't think Brett Howden's skill set is really needed for this game as much as all the other guys I just mentioned, whether it's Lemieux or Giuseppe or Blackwell. Or Gautier. I think all those players are needed for tonight's game more than Brett Howden is. And really, it's just that simple for me. Also wanted to mention that the Hartford Wolfpack snapped a four-game losing streak yesterday. They pick up a thrilling 3-2 win against the Providence Bruins in overtime. The game-winning goal is scored by Morgan Barron, so the Wolfpack now sit at 3-4 and four on the season. Baron on the play just made a beautiful move in the neutral zone. They play three-on-three three overtime just like the NHL. Gets by his man. That creates a two-on-one. And it wasn't the best camera angle that I saw this goal on, but it looked like uh, the defenseman took away the pass on the two-on-one Barron basically just let it fly, scored with 137 left in the overtime period. And as far as the Atlantic division goes, I mean, there's only three teams, but the Providence Bruins, this team that the Wolfpack just defeated, now 7-2-1 in 10 games. That's good for 15 points. The Wolfpack have only played seven games, but they're in second place at 3-4. and four they have six points. And the Bridgeport Sound Tigers in last place, they've played seven games. They are two and five, which gets you four points. And again, it's a very weird season. It's just those three teams in the division, but it's better than nothing. At least these guys on the Hartford Wolfpack are getting to play. Uh, but back to Morgan Barron for a second here. He is up to four goals and two assists in seven games so far with the Wolfpack this season. His six points is good for second on the Wolfpack. It trails only Johnny Bradzinski. Brodzinski actually has four goals and five assists in just five games, so almost... Almost two points per game. Small sample size, though it may be for Johnny Brodzinski. But I know some Ranger fans are really excited about Morgan Barron. They maybe would even like to see him make his debut with the Rangers. And we talked about Barron not too long ago. But for those who might need a refresher, or for anyone who you know might be new and might have missed that episode, Barron was taken by the Rangers in round number six, going number one seventy-four overall back in 2017, and for what it's worth, that pick initially belonged to the San Jose Sharks, but Barron is 22 years old now, and he's a center, and if you're a center in the Rangers' system that can only help your chances right now because they are thin at center right now, I would say. And certainly there's some long-term uncertainty there because after next season, both Mika Zibanejad and Ryan Strom will be free agents. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens if uh, the Rangers bring back one or both of those guys. But it would seem like there's uh, some opportunity to be had if you're a center on the Hartford Wolfpack right now or or somewhere in the New York Rangers system. Uh, The only issue with calling Barron up to the NHL is there's a bit of a logjam right now. We've talked about that in the last couple of episodes. We talked about that earlier today. It's hard to even determine who should be the odd man out among the thirteen forwards who are all deserving of being in the lineup. So you call up Morgan Barron, it becomes even more of a logjam. And of course when Artemi Panarin comes back, it's gonna be even more of a logjam. So I don't know. Right now I'm not so sure that we will see Morgan Barron all that soon. I wouldn't rule it out by the end of the season. But I don't think any kind of a call up is imminent. Again, we'll just have to wait and see there. It's hard to say for sure. But somebody else I would also keep an eye on, if you're a Ranger fan. Is Tarmo Runin, and he is a twenty-three-year-old left-hand defenseman taken in the fourth round in twenty sixteen by the Rangers, number eighty-nine overall. And if the Rangers trade either Jack Johnson and or Brennan Smith before the trade deadline, it could open up a spot for somebody like Tarmo Runin. And it seems like Brunanan could potentially be the next man up for the Rangers on the blue line. If they call somebody up from the AHL, I don't think it would be all that surprising if either Johnson or Brennan Smith, or maybe even both of them are traded at the deadline because you could get a mid to late round draft pick for one or both of those players. And they're both on expiring contracts. And I think uh, long-term, they just don't have uh, really all that much of a future with the Rangers. I mean, it's possible maybe after this season that one of them could be back on like a team friendly one-year deal. If, if, you just, if you're just if you the Rangers and you feel more comfortable hanging on to one of these veteran defenses, I suppose it's possible. But if I had to bet, I would say that probably neither one is back with the Rangers next season. And Again, both of them could be dealt at the trade deadline. But if both of those guys are on their way either at the deadline this year or going into next season, it could open up a spot for somebody like Tarmo Runan. And, and uh, again, I do think he could be the next man up as far as the Ranger blue line is concerned. One other thing I just wanted to mention real quick here is that Jack Eichel has sustained an upper body injury, and there's some speculation that it could keep him out for a significant amount of time, and obviously that affects any kind of Jack Eichel trade rumors as far as him being traded to the Rangers or somewhere else. Again, that's going to be a situation to monitor going forward, but I just wanted to share that news with everybody, for anybody who thinks that a Ranger-Jack Eichel trade might be imminent, Uh, probably not. Probably not going to be happening within the next couple of days at least. But uh, again, that's a situation that we will keep track of going forward. Also, just wanted to mention that the Rangers have confirmed that it will indeed be Keith Kincaid between the pipes tonight. He gets his first career start with the New York Rangers. And for the Penguins, they're going to be going with Tristan Jari. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, Your final reminder, the puck drops at 6 p.m. in Pittsburgh tonight between the Rangers and the Penguins. And once again, thank you for tuning in. If you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.